Hey, Matthew here, your host. Welcome to the Happy Habit Podcast, here every Monday and Thursday. This will be the 275th episode, which is insane. And so I thought I'd say thank you to you, the listener, for downloading this and all the other episodes over the last three years. There's been a huge increase in subscribers and downloads in recent months, which is so encouraging to see. Ultimately, I began this podcast as a personal journey where I documented my own learning, my own desire to enhance my knowledge and improve myself and my relationship with myself and with the world around me. The fact that I've been joined on this journey of personal enrichment and discovery by you, so many of you, from so many parts of the world is massively heartwarming for me and incredibly fulfilling. So I thank you for spending some of your valuable time with me. All I ask of you is that you share news of this podcast with people around you. Let's get the message out there and see if we can bring further enlightenment and knowledge to an even wider audience. Having blitzed through multiple books in recent episodes, indeed through over a hundred books since starting this series, I wanted to pause to make an observation or two. It seems that the one thread connecting many of these books in this self-help space and the one message common to all is that of promoting self-awareness. Again and again, the theme of being self-aware keeps coming back. And I don't know why this is all of a sudden such a revelation to me, but it really just occurred to me out of the blue. If we want to become a better version of ourselves, we must embrace self-awareness. Similarly, if we want to acquire good, happy, healthy habits, we must become self-aware. If we desire to divest ourselves of bad habits, we must be self-aware. If we want to engage in meditation, we must be self-aware. Over and over again, it's repeated, self-awareness is the key if we want to master ourselves in any way. And this makes complete sense. You know when you get a fancy new smartphone, it comes with an instruction manual. That, more often than not, is never read. Well, humans are like that complex smartphone, only we don't come with an instruction manual. We have these astonishingly powerful and complex brains, yet beyond the basic instructions that we inherit through genes and courtesy of evolution, which instills automatic ingrained responses to life, beyond that, we are just making things up as we go along. We are learning as we interact with our world. And the brilliant thing about the brain is it's amazing at learning new things and creating habits and automating repeated patterns of thought, emotional responses and behaviour. And as I've said before, the brain loves routine because it makes things easier for us a lot of the time. It also allows valuable brain power to be redirected to other newer or more important brain processes. Now, the problem with the brain operating on autopilot is that we lose our awareness of what we are thinking, of what we are doing and what we are feeling in that moment. We simply end up reacting to life events based on how we always reacted to those life events. We therefore further ingrain those reactions into our brain. 
So we create habitual patterns of thought and behavior that actually work against us. And because we are not self-aware, we don't even know we are thinking those thoughts, feeling those emotions, or behaving a particular way. When you're in the middle of a city, or you can see other buildings either side of you, you have no real concept of the scale of the city because, well, you are immersed in the middle of it. It's only when we climb a nearby hill and view the same city at a remove that we get a real sense of the size and scale of the city. We can get a clear image of the river that runs through it and of the bridge in the distance and the flow of traffic. None of this was visible when we were on that city street because we were too close to it to get the full picture. It was only when we changed our perspective that we became aware of the aspects of the city that were hidden to us because we were too close to them. Our awareness of the city became much more comprehensive, as did our understanding of its intricacies, once we stood back from it and changed our perspective. The lesson I'm finding again and again is that to become a better version of ourselves, to master ourselves, to ditch old unwanted habits and acquire new habits and behaviours, we have to become self-aware. If you equate self-improvement, mastery, change, whatever you're looking to achieve with a destination, how can you possibly reach that destination unless you know where you're starting out from? You need to know your location on the map before you put in place a plan to go about reaching your destination. That's self-explanatory. And so when we are looking to change our thoughts, how we react emotionally and our patterns of behavior, we must shine a light on how we are thinking in that moment. We have to actually pause and catch ourselves before our automatic responses kick in. For example, say someone in work really gets on your nerves and you ordinarily react to them and an argument ensues which ruins your mood and your day, usually you react automatically to them without thinking. The brain recognises you were annoyed in this situation in the past. The same thing is happening now. That person is annoying you, and the brain kicks in with an automatic response. The problem is you end up suffering. The atmosphere suffers, and the workplace relations suffer. And your blood pressure doesn't look too healthy either. Self-awareness allows you to stand back and get a bird's eye view of your thoughts, your feelings and your reactions. It alters your perspective. It's like when someone confides in you about a problem they are having. You generously and quite easily offer them your advice. You listen to their predicament and you logically think about what they should do. It's easy for you because you have a bird's eye view of their problem. You have the full picture of the city. You aren't lost in the middle of the streets, immersed in the thick of things. Everything is very clear. Yet, when you are experiencing your own problem, it's much more difficult for you to see the solution because you lack the self-awareness. You lack the perspective. You are a victim of your automatic thoughts, automatic emotions and behaviours. So the key is to recognise that we don't come with an instruction manual. And the only way to figure out how to operate our minds and use its power to our advantage is to use self-awareness as we go along. Because if we don't, if we ignore the need to marshal our thoughts, we get caught up in everything that really doesn't matter. 
Remember, awareness brings clarity and stillness. It turns off the noise of automatic reaction. It corrals our minds back to this moment. When we are self-aware, we can't be anywhere else in time. We are forced to focus on what is right in front of us now. Too often, our automatic thinking sees us indulging in ruminating over past events or worrying about future events that may never even happen. Self-awareness is a skill we have to acquire. It's a muscle that has to be exercised every day. Try meditating and focusing your breath for even only 60 seconds and you will see how much of a challenge it is to remain focused on your breath. It's really tough, but over time it becomes easier and we dial down the noise and distraction of the brain, feeding us thoughts and ideas constantly. When we practice self-awareness, we give ourselves a choice. We now, instead of reacting impulsively, we can assess our thoughts, we can validate them, we can determine if our thoughts or perceptions of a situation are indeed even true. Say we're stuck in a traffic jam and our automatic response is to get stressed and think we're going to be late for work and it'll be the end of the world. Self-awareness allows us to pause, seek confirmation of the truth and offers us an opportunity to create a new response that is based on facts that better serve us. This better outcome, which might very well result in lowering our blood pressure in the moment, is only possible through self-awareness. The thing about practicing self-awareness is that it can be utterly transformative, as it doesn't just allow us to alter our thoughts and feelings, but it facilitates new habits, which over time create a new life for us through commitment, consistency and self-discipline. Self-awareness is key. You cannot change something if you are not aware that it's there in the first place. Once we bring our attention to it, we can look at it, we can hold it up, we can weigh it, we can determine whether this thought is serving us for good or for bad. But it takes effort on our part to pause and to observe. And it requires us to pause and observe constantly. Now, if this sounds like hard work, guess what? You're already engaging in constant automatic thoughts and behaviours that don't serve you already. Often the result is exhausting, so why not take control and simply insert a pause and engage in some self-awareness so as to break the cycle of automatic negative thoughts, feelings and behaviours that you're already engaged in? Remember, you cannot reach a destination or a goal if you don't know where you're setting out from. You cannot tackle an unhealthy habit, be it a thought, a feeling or an action, if you don't invest the time to become aware of yourself in that moment. When you do, you begin to instill good, healthy, happy habits that constitute real and effective change. Well, thank you for listening to this edition of the Happy Habit Podcast. Until next time, stay happy. Thank you.